0: When the pandemic first hit last year, um, YouTube ad revenue cut in half overnight. It just disappeared. And it was the first time in about two years that I genuinely worried that I wasn't going to be able to pay the bills and that I might have to go back and get a real job again.
1: Hello all and welcome to the Scouting Centre. A show designed for you to get to know your favourite content creators, their content creation journey, and maybe get some content creation advice as well. My name is Diz, okay, Mr underscore Diz 83. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube. If you are enjoying The Scouting Centre, can I ask that you like this video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment below and let me know who you want on future episodes of The Scouting Centre. I will approach people that you suggest. My guest today needs no introduction, but we're going to give him an introduction because that's what we do here on the Scouting Centre. He's one of the few people in the Football Manager community to do this full-time. His first Football Manager YouTube video was in 2015 and he does a daily vlog video as well, or a regular vlog now, let's call it, um, on his Kevin Chapman channel, which he started in 2016. Together, those two channels have over 200 subscribers. 200,000 subscribers and that's not including his Lelujo Live, which has another 10,000 as well. On his YouTube channel, you will find him do the Born to the USA save and his home series save. He started streaming regularly in February 2018 and now has close to 29,000 followers on Twitch where you'll find him doing his non-league to legend save. You'll also see him doing his major gamer podcast, which he releases regularly as well. He's widely known as the richest man in the community, but we need to scratch that. He is the hardest working man in the community. And on top of that, the streamer showdown, fastly seen as the epitome of football manager content creation. This man is synonymous with the streamer showdown. Winning it six times. Kevin six times. He is Mr. Content Creation himself and one of the leaders in the football manager community. Ladies and gentlemen, the Scouting Centre is so pleased to have Kevin, aka Lelujo, on it. Kevin, how are you, my man?
0: I'm very good, thank you, dears. I'm desperately disappointed that you got my podcast name wrong, you monster. But we'll let you off. It's the Mature Gamer Podcast. The Mature Gamer podcast is. It's only the the number one rated independent video games podcast in the history of the UK iTunes charts. I assume you listen. I obviously say it wrong at the start of my intro every week. You know what it is? I've written Mature Gamer podcast as well. <laughs> I've,
1: I've written it as well. You know what it is? It's because obviously, very rarely do we have a man of your, um, of, of, your of your um, demeanor, of, of your success. <laughs> Six times streamer showdown champion. And I've said it wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Mature Gamer Podcast. There my bad. Is. I have actually written it down that as well. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll
0: allow it. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not lying either, I'm looking through the notes he sent me. He has genuinely written the Mature Gamer Podcast. He just can't read his own handwriting. Yeah, literally I'm intimidated by your greatness.
1: I'm intimidated by your greatness. I am an intimidating man. I understand. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for being so understanding. Um, yeah, so make sure you do check out the Mature Gamer Podcast on YouTube. Um, Kev, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Obviously, um, I know you're a very busy person, and we, we will talk about that as we go on. Um, but my first question to
0: you is: What got you into content creation? Well, I, I mean, it depends where you want to decide content creation begins for me. Really, it's it's I didn't grow up desperately wanting to be a content creator necessarily mainly because that wasn't a thing you could do when I was growing up because I'm proper old however I did grow up with the idea that I didn't want to work for somebody else I wanted to do my own thing I wanted to be able to sort of set my own agenda be creative of what I was doing and I've spent my whole life desperately trying to come up with something that will get me into that arena. So if you go back over my my history of projects and failed projects, I mean, you've mentioned the Mature Gamer podcast. That wasn't the first podcast that I did. Um, there was a couple that came before that, probably. I've done lots of writing over the years. I've tried blogging. I've. Uh, I mean, if you go back even further than that, Um, I tried, in fact, I don't know where it fits on the timeline. I've tried Vine. um, I've tried, you name it, I've tried it. And content creation is something I kind of fell into because all of the other stuff that you can do to make yourself independent of having a boss, you need some kind of talent or special skill for. Whereas content creation, you can kind of just get away with it just being, just being someone who can talk into a microphone or talk into a camera. And it kind of, it's the one thing that fit my skill set. So it's the one that I pursued, but it could just, I could just as easily be talking to you now as an author or uh, an animator or a programmer or you, you name it. So many things I would have tried if this one hadn't worked out. It was, it was more a desire just to, just to not have to answer to anybody else. I hate following orders. I can't cope with it. I'm a very, very bad employee, so I knew I would have to end up self-employed eventually. And um, this just seemed like a good route to be able to do it and have a lot of fun doing it. Because you, the job you actually did before this was that of a head
1: of year, was it not?
0: I was head of faculty in a school. I was a compu- head of head of the computing faculty in a school. Um, but even that, I didn't do it for very long. I mean, my I i don't expect you to have rooted through my LinkedIn to find out my full job history. But from, from leaving school at 18, I was a financial advisor. Um, then I ended up working for a bank, selling the mortgages to the financial advisors. Then I had my first go at trying to be self-employed and went self-employed as a financial advisor. Unfortunately, I did that just as the financial crash happened. So I went and sold car insurance for a bit. Then I thought, right, I've had enough of all of this. I'm finally going to go to uni. So I went to university at 27 with no idea what I was going to do at university. Um, I, I was already married with kids at this point. So rather than doing what normal people do and picking the degree they want to do and applying for six different unis, I knew I had to go to the one in Peterborough. So I just picked six different subjects and went and did the degree for the first one that got back to me. The first one that got back to me was computer science. So I went and got my computer science degree Paid my way through that as a, a professional poker player online. Um, so paid for my three years of uni playing online poker. While I was there, started podcasting. Shortly after after that, decided that around while I was at uni, I got divorced and got joint custody of my kids and had to come up with a plan that allowed me to maintain having joint custody of my kids. So going off and being a programmer in a in the computing industry wasn't really going to be an option for me. Teaching meshed up perfectly because it meant I could have my kids during the school holidays. So I kind of fell into teaching, went off and did my teacher training whilst writing a book. And then I was only actually employed as a teacher for four years across two different schools. I've never had a job for more than two years in my life. And I'm 38 years old. I've never stayed in the same job for more than two years. I always move around different companies or different jobs. The thing I've done longest is being a full-time content creator which I'm coming up on four years doing this now so I've been doing this almost twice as long as I've done anything else that I've ever done so yeah it's it, it's it's been a very random odd journey to get here but we finally we finally got here and I finally found my thing my thing that I can that I'm good at and that I enjoy and that I can pay the bills to him and hopefully isn't going to go away anytime soon
1: Do you feel like you picked up something from all your other jobs to become this um, all-rounded content creator that you are?
0: Definitely. I think there's not a chance I could be doing YouTube videos if I hadn't done my teacher training because I remember in that car insurance job that I was doing, I I mean, I ended up walking out on it, but I was close to getting sacked anyway because I was terrible at it. And the reason (laughs) I was terrible at it is because I couldn't get through a phone call without really nervously like "Mm," um, every other word was um and i was so nervous i was not comfortable speaking in front of people at all um i wasn't comfortable on the phone doing something like this if i had to do what we're doing right now 15 years ago which as some of your viewers probably seems, well, I was a baby 15 years ago. I was 23. You know, I'd would i been in the world of work five years. If I had to do this 15 years ago, I just couldn't have done it. I'd have just crumbled. So the experience of doing my teacher training, I learned how to speak clearly and communicate my ideas clearly. When I was working for the bank, I had experience of presenting to groups, which has really helped me do that kind of thing. So I draw on that experience. When I go around conventions, I speak on panels or I speak at events. I couldn't have done that without my background doing that. Uh, even even things now like dealing, uh, arranging brand deals and doing the business side of what I do as a job. My background as a financial advisor, my background as being self-employed previously, it all helps. It's all experience I can draw. And the fact that I've got years of sales experience in my background really helps with the idea of... Um, Like, I'm not afraid to push my content out there. I I probably am a little bit more salesy and a little bit more business focused with my content creation than anyone else in in the football manager community. I know it's rubbed some people the wrong way over the years because I don't appear to be doing it for the same reasons as other people do it. Certainly when I was starting out five years ago, it was very much, you do this for the love. I did this from day one to make it my job. This was going to be my job. This wasn't something that was just going to be something I was doing for a bit of fun. This was done from the start with a plan. This was going to be my job. I I stopped writing to do this. I scaled back my podcasts to do this. This was my side hustle. This was the next thing that was going to make me a millionaire by this time next year. And there's always been some kind of side hustle going on. And it's only since I made my side hustle my real thing by doing this that I've stopped scratching around so much in the background trying to find the next big thing because I've I've found it and I'm doing it but yeah I've, I've certainly couldn't do what I do now without doing what I've done in the past and it's it's why I couldn't I mean I, you see a lot of these creators making it big on TikTok or YouTube or wherever it might be in their teens and I have no idea how they do it they must just have an absolutely stupendous amount of natural talent, which I absolutely don't have. Everything you see in videos, in streams, is stuff that I've taught myself to be able to do. There is no video of me from 20 years ago because we didn't have camera phones back then because I lived in an episode of the Flintstones. But if you'd have if you'd have seen me back then, I was a completely different person and I could not do what I do now then. And there are probably people out there now streaming Football Manager on Twitch who are younger than I was 20 years ago. The fact that they can do that, remarkable. But I couldn't do it without going through that 10, 15-year apprenticeship induction period that got me to the point where I was ready to start and start with a bang. And that's, I think, why I was able to grow as quickly as I did, because it was always with a plan. So there was never a period of, just going to see what happens and potter around for a bit it was always right this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to do it I went daily from day one um and ended up with two a day not long after and I've kind of stuck with that ever since because that was the plan that's that's how we that's how we catch Dr Benji that's how we catch work the space that was I've had spreadsheets going back years comparing my subscriber levels to Golden FM and Dr Benji and work the space and um, second yellow card, and all the other guys who were around when I started out, it's right, we catch them and we tick them off one by one as we go past them. It's all with a plan. Just got to catch Jack now and then we're there. Although <laughs> Zealand's ruined it now by going even faster than I did. Until Zealand, <laughs> I was the fastest growing FM content creator that would ever been and now Zealand's ruined it for everyone or more specifically he's ruined it for me.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say that like Jack's got 129,000 hasn't he as of, um, yeah. as of a few weeks ago so... But hey, like, you know, that's great because you'll speak to somebody who's literally a year younger than you. So I remember the time that you talk about when you talk about 22, 23 and YouTube not really being a thing then. Well, YouTube
0: didn't start until 2005. YouTube was created in 2005. So if you go back to when I'm 23, YouTube wasn't going to be a thing for two more years. I was 25 when YouTube was created. Yeah. Is Is that maths right? Yeah, that maps is right. No, I, no, I was 23. Yeah, that is exactly the, yeah. right. I was 23 in 2005. So when I was 23, that was when YouTube started. So I couldn't have been a YouTuber at 23 because it didn't exist.
1: And it's, it's kind of grown, hasn't it, as the times come and yeah. I don't think anybody understood the power of YouTube. I mean, I did it up until last year, to be honest with you, when the lockdown happens. So fair play to you. And also talking about TikTok, you are now also a TikTok sensation, aren't you? Because I, 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 I've had a look at some of your
0: videos. I am a TikTok sensation, or well, specifically, my dog is a TikTok sensation. Yeah, my my dog has got nearly half a million views on a TikTok already, which is absurd. I'm I'm there plugging away, lucky to get a thousand views on my TikToks. Do one of my dog, and he gets nearly half a million. We know who the real talent is around here. I mean, I need be, to make I mean, it just into a dog page.
1: I mean, your dog was eating sweets, which is a, which is always a winner. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Moving forward, then, so what got you into specifically football manager content creation?
0: Um, Anna made me so I'd, um, like I say, I dabbled with lots of things over a long period of time. I'd actually semi dabbled with YouTube back in like 2011, 2012. There's some very early. Videos recorded on phones in portrait mode, which weirdly have now been repurposed by YouTube into YouTube shorts because they now fit the new cool meta for how YouTube videos should look uh, but we kind of dabbled with YouTube a little bit back then on our first podcast, and then I thought yeah I, I remember we because everything is always planned out and I did a lot of did a lot of pretty much until YouTube all of my creative stuff was in partnership with Sheepdog, who I do my podcast with he's one of the other hosts on the mature gamer podcast and we kind of did everything together up until that point all the podcasts all the writing all that kind of stuff and i remember sitting down and having this conversation back when we were still at uni so this is pre-2012 and we'd been doing the podcast for a bit we tried a bit of youtube we tried a little bit of blogging and we basically brainstormed and decided which one had most legs which one has a future which one could we make a thing out of and we decided then to go all in on podcasts drop youtube drop writing and um, I didn't circle back around to YouTube again until 2015 because we decided podcasts was going to be the thing that made it big. Um, looking back, <laughs> I, I wish I'd focused on YouTube a little bit earlier because then I wouldn't have been playing catch up for the last five years. But specifically Football Manager, the thing that got I mean, I've played Football Manager pretty much every day for the last 25 years of my life. Well, I've talked through all of these jobs that I used to do. One of the reasons I'm such a bad employee is because most of the time when I'm doing all these other jobs, football managers running on a computer or a laptop laptop alongside me as well, (laughs) when I used to work for the bank, I was working from home. I spent two years working from home and I was supposed to go out every day driving around. I had a territory that covered all the way from Norwich to Nottingham. It was a big territory. And I was supposed to go out visiting financial advisors every single day. And I very quickly figured out in that job that... I could grow my territory and grow the sales of my territory just as quickly by just answering the phone and dealing with their queries quickly, which none of my other colleagues were doing. They were all, because they were all constantly in meetings, they would then get back to their, their, um, their clients later and do their phones like when they were drive do their phone calls when they were driving or when they got in at the end of the day. I realised it was actually better to not bother going out just answer the phone and deal with them there and then when they actually needed me. So rather than forcing myself onto them when I was told I had to be there, just help the ones who need the help when they need the help and do it quickly. And that made people more likely to use me for their mortgage provider because they could get their questions answered quickly. And of course that meant I would just sit at home playing football manager all day. So I spent two years getting paid to sit at home playing football manager and occasionally answering the phone and grew my territory from the second smallest in the company to the third biggest in the company, bringing in millions upon millions more mortgage business just by... And this is how I've won the showdown as many times as I have as well because I just... I kind of... I I naturally, people talk about trying to think outside of the box. My brain lives outside of the box. I don't understand the box. I can't get in the box. I have a strange brain. I just, I'm constantly trying to see through the matrix. And this is why I'm a bad employee because I don't take orders. I do it the way that I figure out is the best way to do it, even if it's not the way you're supposed to do it. And that's how I did that. Um, And so I was always playing football manager and it kind of got to 2015 we'd done been doing the podcast for a little while mature gamer had started by then i'd spent a year writing constantly with sheepdog we'd written we'd written a sitcom we'd written um and we'd written a novel together we'd written four or five tie in books to our original podcast um and i think we between us we wrote about eight hundred thousand words in a year and i was just totally burnt out on writing and i wanted a new side project we agreed to have a little bit of time off from creating stuff together and i was gonna i, I wanted a side project and anna said well why don't you make why don't you do some youtube videos about football manager you're playing it all the time anyway gaming's big on youtube and i'm like what do you mean gaming's big on youtube I know nothing about YouTube at this point. To me, YouTube is the place you go to to find out how to fix your boiler or how to change a tyre or to watch music videos. And I didn't use YouTube at all. But she pushed and pushed over the course of a couple of weeks. Seriously, gaming is a big thing on YouTube. You should go and check it out. You play a lot of Football Manager. You can do it. And I'd gone through spells of blogging Football Manager and being very active on the SI forums. So, like... Tracking along with a save and finding the story in a save is something I was used to doing from 10 years previously, probably. And she eventually convinced me to just type Football Manager into YouTube and see what came up. And what came up was... And I I can't remember the exact details of the story, so sometimes I tell it one way, sometimes I tell it the other. It was one of two videos came up. It was either... And they were both Dr Benji videos. One of them... Was the thousand years in the future video that he did off of that database he got off Reddit? Yep. And the other one was Girlfriend versus FM. I don't know which one I watched first. Either way, I watched them both in the same evening and watched through these two videos and thought, I can do what he's doing. There's, look at the, he's getting all these views. There's, there's no, there's nothing special about this guy. Stand by that, boys and girls. There's nothing special <laughs> about this guy. I can do what he's doing. And look how many people are watching him do it. So, I went out into the garage, stuck my MacBook Air on top of a big pile of boxes in the garage, put on a dodgy old Logitech headset, no face cam, no gaming PC, worked out how to screen capture using QuickTime on a MacBook Air and recorded my first video, uploaded it onto my new channel and did the same the next day and the next day and the next day. And I've just done that every day since. So it was literally a case of, oh, I can see that it's possible to do. Let's start doing that then. And then it just became the the goal of starting, right, who are the big guys in this? And I spent months watching them religiously. So around about the time I was starting, I think the people who were there, um, it was just towards the end of StatApp. StatApp was just uh, exploding into a ball of flames. Um, But there was was Foxy, there was Second Yellow Card, there was Golden FM, there was Work The Space, there's Dr. Benji. I feel like they were probably the five. Uh, I just watched everything they put out. Over the course of probably three months, and all of this happened about two or three weeks before I think it was FM16 released. So I watched everything those guys were doing, and then FM16 came out. And the day the FM16 beta dropped, I just I, I launched non-lead to Legend because I'd spent two or three weeks studying what everyone else was doing and finding my niche. And my niche was no one else is do no one else. I, I, to, I mean I was, I've got a lot of SEO background search engine optimization stuff in the background and I knew I wasn't going to immediately go to the top of search for football manager so I was looking at combinations of football manager keywords and working out what keywords I could dominate straight away and one thing no one was really pushing was non-league football manager or LLM lower league management um, and I was quite active on the LLM forum on SI for years It's the way I love to play the game. So I thought, right, these guys are doing football manager as a whole thing. I'm niching down within football manager. I'm going to do lower league management. I'm going to be the LLM guy, the non-league guy. We've got to get non-league in the name. It's called non-league to legend because League of Legends was massive at the time. And again, bouncing ideas off Sheepdog, he said to me, well, if you put, if you call it non-league to legend, you've then got league and legends in the name. So people who are searching, and this isn't how SEO works. (laughs) this wouldn't have got me any viewers but anyone searching for league of legends is going to find your stuff as well then Mm. obviously they didn't but that was that's why it's called non-league to legends and the name is stuck and um yeah i just went out there to own non-league football manager and llm football manager and did it really quickly got to the point where that was my keyword and from there Because you're starting to gain authority within a subset of the football manager keywords, you can then start to push on into the main keywords itself. And we're now, I mean, I'm not as obsessive about the SEO stuff now. I've kind of moved on to other priorities. But for a good two or three years during my super fast growth, mainly before Zealand came along Mm -hmm. and did it better than me. Um, but if you typed Football Manager in or FM, whatever the year was, if you type those in, you got me first. Even though I wasn't the most subscribed to, even though I wasn't the most viewed, to, viewed, I had the best SEO. So if you searched for the game, you found me. And I made sure of that with the way my videos were structured. It's why I always do a big Premier League team during the beta, because that's what people are searching for. It's why I always go back to non league to legend every year, because... I own those keywords. they are mine, and no one i mean even someone like Ben or Jack could do a non a series called non neatter legend they ain't getting near me on it because i've got six years of authority on that keyword on the s e o and um that's why I go back to it every year because I know i'm going to get a massive boost of viewers. if i could do if I could find a way to stretch that series out all year long, I would absolutely do it because I'll get double the views on anything called Non-Leader Legend than I will on anything else I do because of the way the YouTube algorithm works. I don't even remember what your question was, <laughs> Diz. This is, this is going to be dangerous for you because I, um, I do have a very obsessive personality. Yeah. I will just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and this is my thing. I am so into this stuff, and if you get me talking, you're just going to have to cut me off and tell me to shut up. This guy sent me a list of 42 questions, and I think we're on question three, and we're like (laughs) half an hour in. So you're going to have to cut me off if I go too far away from your
1: questions. No, it's fine, because you answer some of my other questions as well. Um, So so it's it's fine in relation to that. I was going to say, if if people are searching League of Legends and they've come to your non-league to legend... They really don't know. And imagine they just got really comfortable there. (laughs) And they're like,
0: oh, this League of Legends is really nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was looking back, it was the dumbest. It shows how little i I thought I was an SEO expert back then. And it shows how little I knew back then. I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea. It's not. It doesn't work like that. It would have had absolutely no impact, but it became a brand and it stuck. And it's it's the, my first series of every FM forevermore. It's always going to be called Non to Legend yeah. because it's simi- And, you know, Jack's stolen the idea now. He's got his Park to Prem brand that he's done the last couple of years. It's 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 just it's simple branding. You go back to that series every year. You have your series name that you're known for because people might not know my name. Yeah. People might not know how to spell my name. But they might remember, oh, I really... Every year when Football Manager comes out, I really like that non-league guy. I can't remember his name. What am I searching for? But if they search non-league Football Manager, they're finding me because I don't mess around with the names. I keep it all consistent so they can come back every year. And people do. People come back every year and just watch that. And then the last episode of that, you have people saying, bye, Kev, see you next year. (laughs) I'm like, look, this is my job please stay around for my other series for the rest of the year. You don't have to go. But they do. Half the people disappear at the end of Non-Leader Legend every year, and then they'll be back for the next one. And it's just the routine we've fallen into. Speaking of your name, where did Lelujo come from? (laughs) Um, I've promised never to discuss it on YouTube again. I have a rule where I only discuss it on one platform. Although this is going on... Oh, mind you, I've mentioned it on Spotify as well. Um, I mean, the... (laughs) I'll I'll give you the very quick and boring version. Yeah. Um although I do sometimes I, I've kind of gone into the whole CM Punk way of answering this kind of question and I just have different answers for different times. <laughs> I have I have previously answered it with just I just like Pepsi. That's yeah. why I'm that's why I'm the Lujo, I just like Pepsi. <laughs> you Chicago. Um, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um but the the real reason, in so much as you can have a real reason, because it's like the Joker's origin story, um, the real reason is years ago, one of my side hustles that I was doing is eBay. Back when eBay was quite new... Um, I was doing eBay. I did, you know how you used to, I don't know if there's still a thing. I was selling information products on eBay cause I'm a proper dodgy online hustler. And I bought a load of information products and was sort of white label information products was rebranding them and selling them on. And, um, I was doing a course to learn how to do all this kind of stuff. And it talked about getting you, your eBay username and it talked about how important it was to get a unique, memorable brand name for your eBay username. Um, Because you, you know, you want to stand out. You don't want to be Kev one eight six three or something you don't want to be mr underscore Diz 83 because it's not it's not memorable you you need you need a brand name tesco are called tesco they're not called mr superstore 94 it's tesco it doesn't mean anything it's just (laughs) tesco and so i needed to come up with a unique word and it was kind of buzzing around in my mind and i don't think i ever made the ebay account but when it came to xbox live was just starting at the same time as all this and I kind of had that knowledge from that course in my mind when I was um, creating my Xbox Live profile. So I wanted an Xbox Live profile that didn't have any underscores or numbers or anything like that in. So I just stat, sat there um, com- combining, um, combining letters and and syllables and trying to come up with a unique word. And the unique word we got was Lelujo. I googled it no no response, nothing, Leloujo. You put it onto Google and it was zero. It was even better than a Dave Gorman Google whack, which is one result. I got zero results for the word Lelujo when I put it into Google. So I thought, well, there you go, that's my name. And that was in about 2003, four, maybe. And that just became my name for everything. If I registered for a forum, I was Leloujo. When I registered for Twitter, Leloujo, and it just kind of grew from there. Um... It does mean now that people searching for Lelujo can go back through my entire history of being on the internet. It's been my username everywhere. There's stuff on old poker forums. There's stuff on old weight loss forums. You can find my eHarmony profile from when I was from when I was a single man trying to get a date. Um, it's all there under my username. Um, I, think, I think there's stuff on the money-saving experts forum where I'm trying to ask how to get a debt consolidation loan. There's all sorts of stuff under the name of Lelujo. Uh, but when it came to starting a YouTube channel, it was just the obvious thing to do because I was—I already had the podcast. So I already had an audience. They already followed me on Twitter and knew me there as Leloujo. So it just made sense. Well, I'm going to be Leloujo then. I made the really stupid rookie mistake of being Leloujo FM. Um, <laughs> you did that. Which I, so my, my YouTube URL is still YouTube.com slash Lelujo yeah. FM. Yeah. Because at the time, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this YouTube thing, my main thing's obviously not going to be Football Manager. This is going to be my second channel, my Football Manager channel. I'm going to have a main channel, and that's going to be called Lelujo, obviously, um, which it isn't. It's Kevin Chapman, yeah, because yeah. I got fed up of being introduced at events and them not being able to say my name, so I just wanted my real name as my thing that I'd get introduced by. But, yeah, I, um, I just used the name that I'd already been using for everything else. So if you ever find a Lelujo somewhere, everywhere other than TikTok, Lelujo is me. On TikTok... Because it's a newer platform, and I didn't have my ears to the ground, some little scumbag got in there before me, and is camping on my name, which is why I'm Mister Kevin Chapman on TikTok. Because I couldn't get Leloujo as my username. It's the only place on the internet where Leloujo's not me. Is some little turd who won't let me have my username. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's just, um, it's just the na- the name that I've had for getting on for twenty years now. <laughs>
1: The most significant thing, I think, for all of that is that you've highlighted the fact that you had an eHarmony profile with Lelujo on it. And I have no doubt that people will be searching for that right now. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, I, me I mean, and Anna ben are on the eHarmony this Success I know that Stories ben page. This, if Ben is watching this and I know Ben watches this, he's all over it. For the next stream of
0: Showdown, that's it. <laughs> me and Anna are on the eHarmony Success Stories page. If people want to go and find it. I've shown it on my streams before. Um, <laughs> We have and this our success story, we met through eHarmony in 2012. Yeah. Our success story was also from 2012. So it's really weird seeing our success story. And we're now it's now like nine years later, and the success story is like it's so cringy to read through. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there. It's it's all it's all there for people to find. I I have a long and extensive history of being on the internet. Um, and it's all there because I've had a unique username the whole time. It's very easy to find. If you look for Lelujo, you can be pretty sure it's me. I mean, I I imagine there are places where there's people... Like, if there's a Lelujo on OnlyFans, that ain't me. I'm not on OnlyFans. (laughs) Um, So there might be a few places now similar to TikTok where people are just taking the username because I've got that little bit of... A little bit of internet fame now. So people want to take my username. I don't know whether they're doing it just to be stupid, just to be annoying, or whether they've got some crazy idea that they're going to make some money off selling it to me at some point or whatever it might be. But there is that whole thing now where anytime a new platform comes out, I have to get on there quick to register my username. So there was all, I forget what it was called. they They're so irrelevant to me now that I've forgotten about them. But there was. There was the like stereo, and there was another one, the, the like the live podcasting apps that were all the rage three or four months ago. I had to get on them immediately and get Lalujo just in case they become the next big thing. So Clubhouse, that was it. I'm Lalujo on Clubhouse, everybody, <laughs> because I had to be. I had to get in there quick, and I've never used Clubhouse, but I am registered because I've just got to take it anywhere I can. So if there's a new social network I don't know about people, tell me so I can get Leloujo. Or <laughs> register Leloujo and then hold it to ransom and see what happens. That's why I didn't use TikTok for three years. Because I was waiting for them to... The amount of don't-you-know-who-I-am emails, I sent TikTok trying to get my username out of them. And they were not having any of it.
1: Don't-you-know-who-I-am.
0: <laughs> yeah, I sent them. You realise I'm verified on Instagram as Leloujo. Is that not proof enough that that's who I am? They're like... What? I just—I never got a reply. You're such a loser. You've—you've got ten thousand followers on Instagram. You loser. Why do we care about you? <laughs> <laughs> so can I
1: ask then? Because you have mentioned it—the Kevin Chapman vlog, um, the, the family vlog, the, the vlog which started in 2016. Yeah. What was your thinking behind that? And and how supportive were your family to being involved in it?
0: I mean, it didn't start as a family vlog. It just started as a second channel because yeah. I'd been doing. I'd been doing YouTube for about a year. I was really enjoying it, but I was already getting itchy feet. Like I said before, I'd never been in a job for more than two years. I have this annoying brain thing where I get fully all in obsessed with something until I feel like I've figured it out and mastered it. And as soon as I figured it out and mastered it, I immediately lose interest and want to move on to the next thing. Um, and I was oh, I was almost getting to that point with um, with YouTube, with Football Manager YouTube, because I had grown quite quickly. I, I mean, and at this point, I would probably had maybe five or 10,000 subscribers. I don't know the exact numbers. It wasn't like I had spectacular numbers. I wasn't full-time doing that or anything. It was just, you know, I've, I've grown really quickly. I'm part of this community now. I feel like I've figured this out. I want to now go and see if I can replicate what I've done there and do it again. I want to see if it's a fluke or if i figured out YouTube. So I wanted to do a second channel. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I registered the username Leloujo Vlogs because uh, again, at this point, I've got the Leloujo FM and the Leloujo Vlogs now. Because I'm still thinking, at some point, I'll figure out what I'm going to do with my main channel. These are all side channels. I'm not, I'm not doing the Leloujo channel yet. Um, so I registered the Leloujo Vlogs. That's a lie. I didn't. It was originally called Never Too Old. It wasn't even Leloujo Vlogs initially. It was initially Never Too Old, and I would go and do toy hunts. I would go around Toys R Us hunting for toys. Um, and I would register I registered for all the mystery boxes, like loot box and stuff like that, and I would unbox loot boxes. Um, and I would go to Comic-Cons and gaming conventions and buy the loot boxes and unbox them. And it was great fun. Loved doing it. Really expensive. Had to yeah. knock that one on the head because it was costing an absolute fortune. So I it sat there stagnant for a little while, and I think we went bowling over the summer holidays, and I just took my phone with me, obviously, because I was out of the house, and just filmed bits of it, did a little bit of a vlog, and had fun editing together, and thought that was fun. I enjoyed doing a vlog. And this was around the time that Casey Neistat was exploding with his daily vlog. Mm. And I would kind of got obsessed with watching that, thought that was really, really good. So figured, well, okay, I'll give vlogging a try. Why not? Um, so changed the name of the channel to Lelujo Vlogs, bought a Canon G7X Mark II off of some dodgy import cameras website and just started doing a vlog and again because i'm me because i can't just ease myself into something or do something half you know i can't half go into something i thought well i'll just i'll vlog every day for a year then why not so i think this was the first of january 2017 is when the daily vlog started and it was never intended to be a family vlog. I don't like family vlogs. I don't like family vloggers. I don't like the idea of it. If you watch back the first 50 videos on that channel, they the I would say more than half of them and me sat in my garage just talking about whatever's on my mind. It wasn't a Casey Neistat style vlog. It was a I'm just going to make a video every day about whatever I feel like making a video about and I did all sorts of things. And um, but then one of these all sorts of things that I did is we um we we took Andy out to a church and just vlogged it. And I, I think I called it, this is autism or something. And just used this trip to the church to really explain what we were doing, why we were doing it. And um, kind of introduced the channel to Andy. Um, Anyone who doesn't know, Andy's my son, he's autistic. And um, very soon after we made that first video, which was, that that was the first video that really caught people's attention on the channel. Yeah. People found that one really interesting. And pretty soon after that, Um, we hit half-term 2017, February half-term 2017. And at this point, he'd been refusing to go to school for about a year and a half. And we, for the first time since he'd been refusing to go to school, our half-terms didn't line up. So I was still working as a teacher, but my half-term was a different week to his half-term. So we were finally able to experiment with me taking him to school because Anna doesn't drive. So his way of refusing school was just refusing to get on the school bus. So for a year and a half, he just refused to get on the bus and knew there was nothing we could do about it. But this week, we knew we could take him in. Um, And we vlogged that week, vlogged the week of me taking him into school and how it went. And bottom line, we got him into school every day that week. And by the end of the week, had kind of come to a decision of, okay, this is what we need to do. This is is the plan now. This is what we're going to do. we we need to get him into school. I need to be able to drive him in every day. I need to to leave my job. I need to stop being a teacher. So I went into school the Monday after February half term 2017. And again, at this point, I had less than a thousand subscribers on the vlog channel. I probably only had between eight and 10,000 on the Football Manager channel. Um, I'd been streaming sporadically, mixed between Twitch and YouTube and wasn't really sure where to make my streaming home. But when I did stream, it was to probably less than 50 people. Um, and I went into the school on that Monday and resigned and handed in my notice. Um, I was going to work until the end of that school year. So I was going to be employed as a teacher until the end of August, 2017, at which point I was going to become a full-time content creator. And basically the idea was use that to get him back into school properly because I could just take him in every single day, get him back into the habit, support ourselves as much as we could through the content creation stuff. Um... And see what happens. The idea was, I mean, I never said it at the time, but the idea was we had enough money saved up where we could afford for me not to make any money between September and Christmas. And if I needed to go back to teaching after Christmas, then I would, but it gave me a full three or four months to get him into school every single day and get him back into the habit. So the initial plan was um, have that three or four months off and then if I need to go back into school go back into work in the January. Luckily, um, two things happened during that period from like February to December when I would have had to have gone back to work. Um, One was we had a viral video on the vlog channel that made the vlog channel explode to the point where we, I think we were close to 30 or 40,000 subscribers by that December on the vlog channel um, on a video that ultimately got 3 million views. And that was actually the video of him going back to school that first day in September. And the launch for FM18 went incredibly for me. And I actually got to the point where I had my first four-figure month, like four-figure income month on the FM channel. And that just continued to grow from there. Um, Streaming really took off for me that summer because I wasn't allowed to stream while I was a teacher. Um, I actually got banned from streaming by my school. Um, so I went back my first stream back as a full-time content creator was the day I left my job as a teacher in July and um, it just exploded for me straight away so streaming went went, went really well I was earning probably a couple of grand a month out of Twitch I was earning four figures a month out of Football Manager I had the vlog channel that was starting to bring money and all of a sudden I'm like well I'm earning like three, four grand a month just doing this I don't need to go back to work I'm going to see how long I can keep this going for and that was four years ago nearly so we're still keeping that going now of let's see how long we can keep it going for. Still with the back of my mind, if I need to go back into being a teacher at some point, I'll go back into being a teacher. But that's kind of where the vlog came from. It was it was it was very much a case of as a creator listening to what my audience wanted and just giving them more of that. So they wanted more Andy, so they got more Andy. They wanted more of the rest of the family. They got more of the rest of the family. They wanted travel vlogs. We did travel vlogs. They wanted holidays. We did holidays. We'd never been on a holiday before. The We got a brand deal to go to Blackpool and stay in a Premier Inn. Premier Inn sponsored us to do it. We'd never had a holiday before because Andy had never been able to do a holiday before. Yeah. So the vlog gave us that. They sent us to Centre Parks. The vlog paid for a, a holiday to Disneyland. You know, it opened so many doors for us that... The longer it went on, the more opportunities we got off the back of it, um, the cooler it got. And um, then we just hit the point where none of us were really enjoying it anymore. So we just killed it about a year and a half ago. Killed it dead, let it rest, and we've just brought it back because we missed it. It was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's now back, but in a slightly different shape to what it was before. But yeah, the... The the one constant for all of that has been Football Manager content every single day. That's what we do. Football Manager.
1: You are so... It sounds like you are so meticulous, efficient, I think, at times. I think... um, You know, you've mentioned the term yourself, business-like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've mentioned before on my vlog channel that I am trying to get a diagnosis of autism for myself because the more I've learned about autism, the more I recognise that in myself because... You can't be as obsessive as I am about this kind of stuff and have a neurotypical brain, I don't think. But I describe to people what my working day is like, what my working week is like, and people don't understand how I can do it. When do you rest? And my response is, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. What do I, why do I need to rest? Mm. I'll sit at my desk from 8am till midnight playing football manager and creating contents. It's fun. I'd, you can make me go and sit in a different room or go and do something else, but I'll, I'd rather be here every day all day because i love it um and i really i recognize that's not normal but it's um it's given me a nice little edge when it comes to growing the channels as quickly as i can
1: um so you mentioned your streaming and that was something i was going to bring up because even though i said you streamed regularly as of 2018 you actually started streaming in november 2015 Mm. um so was it the reason that school banned you? Was that why you were so on and with it up until I think it was um know, yeah, it was March twenty twenty. I think so that's now yeah. is the most consistent time you've ever streamed. Um, yeah, is that and the reason why you were so on enough?
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's a few reasons. Um the November twenty uh, twenty fifteen, that was only like three weeks after I started my YouTube channel. Yeah. I had no idea what streaming was. I had no idea what Twitch was. but uh, we had For the previous couple of years, we'd done 24 hour podcasts for charity every year through MGP. And we were due to do our annual 24 hour podcast. And I think Anna mentioned it again because she's much more in tune with all this stuff than I am. Um, She's down with the kids. Um, I think she mentioned, well, if you're going to do a 24 hour podcast, why don't you do it on Twitch rather than because I think we were just doing, I think we were just live streaming the audio. On whatever platform we were using at the time to live stream audio, probably some really janky old thing that doesn't work properly. Um, Because, you know, 2015 streaming tech. Um, But she said, why don't you do it on Twitch? Because then you can include video as well. What the hell is Twitch? So I went and looked at what Twitch was. I thought, oh, this is cool. I can play football manager on here. Mm. Um, So my 24 hour podcast became well, I'm going to play football manager for 24 hours while we do the podcast. So we did a 24 hour podcast whilst I'm also streaming Football Manager for 24 hours. And that was my first stream. My first ever stream was a 24-hour stream on Twitch. And um, that's, so there's two of my mods that I still have now who turned up in that 24-hour stream and said, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know who you are, but you need some mods. Make me a mod and I'll hold your hand and help you through it. And they're still my mods now because they just taught me what Twitch was over the course of that 24 hours. Um, but I never started, I never did it then with a view to doing it consistently. Um, It was just something that I was going to do as a little bit of fun to supplement what I was doing on YouTube. Because remember, at this point, I'm working full-time as a teacher. I've got a disabled son who's refusing to go to school. And I'm making a YouTube video every single day and doing a podcast every week. Um, I didn't have time to stream regularly. My my day was I would get up at 6am, I would go and work at school, get home at like 5 o'clock, make dinner and then by seven o'clock i'd be out in the garage working on the football manager youtube content which would take me through till about 1am because i'd have to record the video edit the video let it render upload do the thumbnail and the seo and all that kind of stuff and also play the in-betweeny bits of football manager to get ready to do the same again the next day there's no gap in that schedule to fit regular streaming in um so streaming kind of came later I I did do bits of it here and there though I reg, I would I got into a habit of doing my transfer specials on YouTube live um, when YouTube live streaming started to become a thing they were fun and I enjoyed them so much that so I started dabbling in Twitch a little bit more and I'd got to the point when I knew I was leaving so after that February 2017 notice has been handed in I know I'm going full time content creation. I should probably add another string to the bow. So at that point, I made the time to start streaming as well and just slept less. So I started streaming a couple of nights a week on Twitch back in 2017. And one of the early streams, one of my students found the stream, came in and made a donation, like a two pound donation. And I'm like, you can't do that. I gave him the money straight back and being the conscientious citizen that I am, went into school the next day and said, "Look, this is what's happened. I had a student come into my stream they um they'd made a donation. I gave it straight back, but i didn't you know I didn't want you to think I was fraternizing with students outside of school or taking money from students, both things that are gross misconduct, sackable offenses as a teacher and um the other the other people sort of my direct line manager who understood computing and i t was fine with it, but he got up to the head teacher of the school and he absolutely hit the roof. Spoke to the governors about it. They, because they don't know what streaming is, um, they just could, they, they absolutely flipped out. They couldn't cope with the idea of it and said, basically, you've got two choices. You either leave now, because I'd already handed in my notice. So my choices were you either leave now, we put you on garden leave, that's it, you're done, you're out, or you sign a contract to say that you're never going to stream again as long as you're employed by the school. Um, because we see this as it's a huge, um, child protection issue. They were, they just, ooh, they panicked. Their their school IT policy still lists Twitch as, da- as a dangerous website that student that parents shouldn't allow their students to, the, their kids to go on, mainly because of this incident that happened with this kid donating money to me as a teacher so i had to withdraw from streaming then obviously at that point i'm i'm not going to say oh i've got a youtube channel too i just kept quiet about that and i'm like well that's not streaming because if they'd have said you have to stop youtube as well i would have walked then and we yeah. just figured it out um, but they they just made me stop streaming. So that, it was only like six months I wasn't allowed to stream for, and then I went full time and started streaming. But it was it was it's always been something I've struggled to fit in because even when I was doing it full time, making two YouTube videos a day and a daily vlog and streaming every day isn't sustainable at all. And there's only two reasons why I'm streaming as regularly as I am now and streaming now. Um, because up until March 2020, I wasn't really streaming. I, don't, yeah. I think I'd done a little bit at the launch of, I guess it would have been the launch of FM20 uh, back in like October, November 2019. Yeah. I did a little bit and then just drifted away again, like I always did. I wasn't really streaming regularly. Um, but when the pandemic first hit last year, um, YouTube ad revenue cut in half overnight, it just disappeared. And it was the first time in about two years that I genuinely worried that I wasn't going to be able to pay the bills and that I might have to go back and get a real job again. So I sat down and did my brainstorming stuff that I normally do. And it was, there was all these different ideas that I could potentially do. And one of the ideas that came out of that was get back on Twitch, Mm -hmm. get back on Twitch, be honest about why you're there. So get back on Twitch, be honest with the audience. I'm here because I'm skint, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay the bills. YouTube have cut my money in half. And I'm panicking, so I'm here to try and make up the difference. This is how many subs I need to be able to not worry anymore. And I was just completely open with the audience. And straight away, they sorted me out and got me back to where I needed to be. Um, so that's why I went back to Twitch. About three weeks to about three weeks after I get, got back, I had a DM show up on Twitter um, from a little group that um, contained Dr. Benji and Fox in the Box and some guy called the Old Zealand that I'd never heard of, um, asking me if I wanted to do a collaboration. I think I was the eighth man. Yeah. Um, I think they had their group. I don't know if they originally had someone instead of me and added me in later, or if I was just the last person they thought of. But, I mean, I've never really done any kind of collaboration stuff. I've always been a little bit of an outsider, partly because I don't have time for the collaboration stuff, usually. And yeah. because I am stupid busy, but partly because, like I say, over the years, I've pushed a lot of noses out of joint because people on first inspection of me think I'm a money grabbing monster and don't really like me. An arrogant money grabbing monster. And I think there's a lot of people in the football manager community who don't really like me. And yeah. um, so I don't think I was top of their list to be involved. And I think Ben would be quite open about that. And um, we've got to know each other a lot more over the last year or so. Um, but up until then I think things at times were a little bit tense between me and all of the other content creators when, when we'd go away for these events together I'd very much be an outsider I'd be back in my room when they, they'd all go off to the pubs and stuff and I'd be back in my room editing the vlog and I always kind of kept I was, I'm older than them you know I don't think I was top of the list but by hook or by crook I made it into season one of the Streamer showdown won it <laughs> 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 so they had to invite me back for season two And I won it again. (laughs) So they had to invite me back for season three. Um, And it kind of just became a thing. And as part of doing the streamer showdown, my favourite thing about the streamer showdown is the Sunday night after it's all finished when we have our little debrief meeting because that was when I actually got to know everybody. And I'd been doing this for four, four and a half years and I'd never had a conversation, really, aside from in podcast form very rarely, or, you know, as part of the odd collaboration video here and there. I'd never really had an off-camera conversation with anyone else who did what I did. Um, And it's through those Sunday night debrief sessions that I got to know everybody else. And that's the reason I'm still streaming now. If the streamer showdown went away, I would stop streaming like that. I tried to do a click and it didn't work. (laughs) Um, It's because I tried to do it left-handed. Um, I don't really have time to stream at the moment. Now I've brought the vlog back. I'm still doing two Football Manager videos a day. Um, I've been told by my doctor to cut back on the work that I'm doing, yeah. trying to fit streaming in. I mean, it is difficult. I've a, I'll have only, only streamed twice this week. Um, I need to figure out a schedule that works. I probably need to drop down to one YouTube video a day and then still do streaming maybe two or three nights a week. And I'll find a way to fit it all in long term, but... Literally, the thing that keeps me streaming is the streamer showdown because I just want to be able to keep being a part of it because I love constantly winning it and annoying everybody. And (laughs) I love the fact that I'm getting to know everybody else and making some friends out of it, which is... um, I mean, I've not made a friend (laughs) since I was at uni. You know, Sheepdog was the last time I made a friend and he was 2009. Before that, the last time I made a friend, I was at school. Again, part of the whole way my brain works... So I don't really have much in the way of social skills. I can't I can't hold a small talk conversation with somebody. Um, I don't make friends easily. So it's been quite nice being a part of that and getting to know other people who do the kind of things that I do, and it's really cool. So that's what's kept me streaming. The, I love streaming as well. Streaming is really cool. I always talk about streaming as my time off. Yeah. So like I'll I'll have the I have the. To me, YouTube is my job. Streaming is my hobby. Uh, it's weird that they're quite they're so related to each other. Um, but YouTube, if I don't get my YouTube videos out, I would get stressed out about it. If I miss a stream, eh, I missed a stream. I'll be back for the next one. Um, so it's quite a nice way for me to just chill out. And if I could find a way to do it in a more comfortable chair in a different room, I think that would be great. A football manager isn't really conducive to sitting on a recliner in the living room. Um, <laughs> I mean, it kind of is if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But yeah, that's that's why I've been streaming for what is it, 15, fourteen, fifteen months now, um, because of the streamer showdown. So Ben, don't take that away because then I'll stop streaming. He'll love that. He'll t- watch watch it now. Streamer showdown cancelled. So you <laughs> can get say, me off of Twitch. He will love that. You
1: motivation to like. Know. Nah, you know what?
0: <laughs> it's, we've had a good one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So you know what? You've brought on the streamer showdown. Obviously, I started the ABL movement over the weekend. Just gone didn't work um you won for a sixth
0: time um (laughs) what do you put that down to um i think the the guys on the breakdown after it were pretty close to hitting the nail on the head i mean to be honest i would like to point out i have literally made a video on my channel called how i keep winning the streamer showdown i have explained it to everybody but no one listens which is baffling um but one of the there's a couple of things one one thing is the business-like approach I take to everything and constantly looking for an edge. Like I was, like I was talking about um, earlier with how I approached YouTube, how I approach everything. It's all about finding that edge. So um, I will always look for ways to give myself the edge over my opponents and try and outthink them. So on season six, as an example, um, with us not knowing what the draft pool was going to be beforehand, I couldn't do... I will out-prep everybody. Even Clates and his team, I have more prep than them. I do it all myself, I know I have, I have the most prep going into every draft. Yeah. But this time I couldn't have the prep. So I just had to watch what was going on a little bit more closely. And where everyone else is thinking about what their draft picks are going to be, I'm just observing and calculating and just figuring, getting a feel for what the shape of the draft is going to be. And I said to my stream on round two of the draft, there's going to be money left over. Everyone is going to have money left over on this draft. Because it was clear from how quickly the top picks were being taken and what the values of the top picks that were left were and how few of them there were, it was clear everyone was going to have money left over. So straight away, that's my draft strategy. I'm just going to take the most expensive players every round. And you've got people in there on rounds three and four shopping for bargains the way you do on a normal draft. Because on a normal draft, you might want to save a big pick for later on. There weren't going to be big picks later on on season six because they were all going to be gone because i was going to take them all so we actually had a discussion on my draft of whether or not i should take the three best goalkeepers just so no one else could have them um because there was going to be money left over so it was do i take Tostegan and Addison, allison and edison and just take them all consecutive picks just so that other people can't have them and um, and it was it was a strategy we were toying with going with as part of the discussion, because no everyone else was ignoring the goalkeepers, and there was only three really good goalkeepers. Um, but yeah, there was it's always looking for the edge, and I think the edge I had last time was I just went expensive early. It's the opposite of what I've ever done before, and it was the opposite of what everyone else was doing, because everyone else was doing it as if it was a normal draft. So I did it as if it was the draft that it was. I like to I, I'll outthink and outwork. But the other big t- the big advantage that I've got. He's the one they talked about on the breakdown. Everyone else looks at it like they're playing football, like they're an actual football manager, whereas I look at it like I'm playing a video game. I don't have a clue who any of these players are. I don't watch football. I haven't watched a game of football that didn't involve Posh or England in 10, 15 years. Just, I'm not interested. Absolutely not interested in football. Um, I've been asked before, if I, if I had to give up football or football manager, what would it be? Obviously, I give up football. Mm. I'd need football manager. Um, but all football is now is a way to generate the new characters in my game that I like to play. I don't need football. Football can finish now and I'm fine, as long as I've got football manager. Um, so when when they're drafting, they're I got ridiculed for, back in season one for drafting Pedro, uh, formerly of Chelsea, now I think at Roma. Yeah. I got laughed out of the building for drafting Pedro, and he was my best player because in football manager, he is brilliant if you look at his attributes if you look at the way he plays in that match engine pedro's outstanding no one else would have dreamt of drafting pedro because they don't like him as a real-life footballer well i if he if he came in here now and sat down next to me i wouldn't know who he was i've never seen him play a game of football i don't know what he looks like don't know how tall he is couldn't tell you anything about him as a footballer but i know in football manager he's better than Messi. and i don't exaggerate i've talked about that on streams many times if you got. Offered me Messi or Pedro, Pedro every single time. And, um, yeah, that's I think that's where I get my big edge because I'm not swayed by um, what I think I know about football. They, they try and do tactics to replicate how football teams play. I try and exploit the match engine. That's where the long throws came from. That's where the corner hacks come from. That's where, uh, you know, they're constant. They change their systems mid-game because that's what you do in a football match. But I know changing your system mid-game costs you tactical familiarity, which gives everybody a downgrade in performance in the match engine. So you're actually better picking a system and not deviating from it at all because you then don't get penalised for fiddling the way they all like to fiddle. So I pick my three systems. I have them trained. I have them in before the league, system, before the league starts. You get your full tactical familiarity boost. And then I, ha- I didn't change a single thing about any of those systems throughout the tournament you don't change player roles you make sure you've got players who fit the roles you're going to use so i don't change player roles i don't change positions i don't change um mentality i change absolutely nothing you get them their full tactical familiarity you make sure during the league stage you play all three tactics so they maintain their tactical familiarity so if you look back through the data you'll see all three of my systems had roughly even game time during the league stage all of my players got game time my reserve goalkeeper got games. Everyone gets game time. Everyone gets to play in different positions. So everyone's maintaining their familiarity. So by the time you get to the knockout rounds, you've still got three 100% tactical familiarity tactics, 18 players that can fit into it in three or four positions each. And it's easy. It's easy then. It's just easy. You just have to, right, I start this game with the four-two-three-one. 3 one 20 minutes in, is it working? No. Right. We'll switch to the 4-3-3. Don't have to make a substitution to do it because I know the players I've drafted can play in all three systems. Mm. Half-time, that's not working either. We'll switch to the diamond then. We've got that one there in the bag, fully tactical familiar as well. We'll switch to that one. And it's just, all it is then is watching the game and thinking, is this working? No. Which one of the other two might work better? Oh, Omega Luke's not playing with a central midfield. I'm going to go with the diamond, put four players in there, put four goals past him. Mm. It, and it's, it's, it, it's, I play a video game and everyone else plays a simulation. And that's why I keep winning. I mean, I started something with um,
1: Clate's episode of the Scouting Centre when we talked about the Clayt server. Fully not expecting <laughs> you to win another one, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> you, you've since won, obviously, the last one to become Kevy six times. Clayt's or Kevy ever?
0: I mean, obviously, it's my era. I did the maths. You've seen the maths. He's been in seven showdowns and won two of them. I've been in nine and won six. Was was the 90s the Blackburn era of the Premier League? Because no. they, they, they had that one year where they won it, didn't they? Is, are we in the Leicester era in the Premier League at the moment? I mean, no, your exactly. football knowledge is pretty good for somebody who doesn't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. Again, yeah. I, I, this is all learned out of Football Manager. <laughs> yeah, this is all learned from Football Manager. But that's what I mean. You know, Clates has won two. One of them I wasn't even in. Yeah. Um, he won it with his enormous backroom staff, with a group of people doing all his research for him, with a group of people building his tactics for him and by relentlessly practicing against real people, trying to replicate the tactics of the other people in the tournament. I have never, never once have I played a PvP prep game using my, using my stream of Showdown squads. Never, never done it even once. Um, I, 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 there's been, I think, two of the ones that I've won. I've played through a season against the AI just to, just to test my tactics out if I wanted to do a tweak. Didn't, didn't do that this time. Didn't do a single practice game this time and still won. Um, but I've never had anyone else do my prep for me. I do all my own research. Um, I do all my own prep. And the tactics are ones that I use in my single player series. There's nothing, there's nothing revolutionary and new about those tactics. They're the, they're the, the preset Gagan Press 4-2-3-1 and Diamond and the vertical Tiki-Taka 4-3-3 with tweaks to make them work the way I want them to work. So And I, by tweaks, I mean small tweaks. We don't have individual player instructions on, but I've switched up some of the roles. I've added the odd instruction here and there. I've tweaked the mentality slightly through like two or three years of practicing with these systems in the game. The 4-3-3 vertical tiki-taka hasn't changed since FM19. People uh-huh. talk about different match engines, yeah. but that tactic hasn't changed since FM19 and it's still won the showdown on the weekend.
1: I was I was just writing down your tactics just so
0: if I get involved. In um, <laughs> so yeah, they're all um... there. They're all there. You can just take <laughs> yeah. them. You look at any. You look at any video I make. One of the at least one of the tactics will be in it. Yeah. There's. I don't. You know. There's. And I'm confident enough to tell. I sat there on Saturday night at seven o'clock. Um. I think Mike was my first opponent. Yeah. And I told him these are the three systems I've got. I'm probably going to use two of them in this game. This is before kickoff. I'm completely, I am happy for people to know what I'm doing because I'm so confident they won't do it because they're 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 getting caught up in their real football stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I said on my interview on the lowdown, I've done the same thing for a year and a half. The onus isn't on me to change what I'm doing to be more interesting. The onus is on somebody to figure out how to counter it. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm using some crazy revolutionary tactic. Learn how to counter the Gagan Press. It's in the game. You can literally sit there playing the AI and learn to counter the Gagan Press. That's all you've got to do. Someone does that, they'll beat me. I think I'm, um, I'm not going to know how to counter their counter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, think, um, I think we talk about the streamer showdown and, and, and you've talked about your, your many wins and, yeah, the, the, the Kevier are still existing. Um, i want to talk about Ben a little bit because there is this perception that you two don't get along um et cetera et cetera and I know you have talked about your favorite um part of the streamer showdown is linking in with everyone and and getting those um getting those relationships formed. How has your relationship with Ben changed over the years and and ultimately you guys do get along um spoiler alert um
0: <laughs> how has that developed um it's changed i mean it's' it, we've, we've gone through we've gone through different. Different generations of it, I think. It's um I think there's been a couple of times over the years where I've really, really annoyed him and not known I was doing it. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it's has there's been some times where it has been a little bit frosty between us. Um I I remember when I first started out, because he was the first video that I watched, um, one of the first things I did was try to reach out to everyone who's already doing it and ask for help. And now being in a creator in a position where I get those kind of emails, I realize why I didn't get a response from him, but I didn't get a response from him. Um, I did get a response from Jack. Yeah. I didn't get a response from Ben way back when. Love Jack. Um, so <laughs> my, my initial impression of Ben was, but he's a bit rude. He ignored me. He's, he's a bit big time, isn't he? Um, <laughs> the whole the whole click that people talk about. Back in 2015, I was definitely the outside of the click and felt it, whether it's there or not. And I I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel it is. Sometimes I feel it isn't. I think I'm probably considered part of it now, Um, but I think it is difficult as a smaller creator to break into that. And I certainly felt that because I sent a lot of DMs to a lot of people and didn't get a lot of replies early on. Mm. Um, But it didn't take long to get to the point where I was kind of accepted into the fold. I think it was probably a case of, well, this guy's made nine videos. Why am I going to reply to him? Um, Probably by the time I'd been doing it three or four months, uh, Ben was on the channel. We did a... um, We did a collab together fairly early on and I didn't know that this had annoyed him until years later when we talked about it, when we had a clearing the air conversation. Um, But apparently I invited him on to do this, um, to basically do an interview style thing while we did a draft. Um, And before we even started recording the call, said something along the lines of, well, I've done no prep for this. We'll see how this works out. And he was like, What do you mean? He didn't say it, but he was thinking at the time, what mm. do you mean you've done you've done no prep? I'm taking time out of my day to do this and you're not even trying. That's and he just immediately thought I was this lazy monster. And from my point of view, I'm doing no prep because I've been podcasting for five, six years at this point. Yeah. I've interviewed much, much bigger stars than Ben, you know. I've I'm off the back of interviewing Peter Molyneux and Mike Biffle and proper video game. Developers and creators, and this is just a guy who plays football manager on the internet. I don't need. I can hold. I can talk to this guy for an hour without needing to prep, um, and I, th- I think it went quite well. But um, he had this opinion at that point that he formed of me that I wasn't. I didn't really care that I wasn't trying very hard, um, which is. I mean, it's the opposite of the truth. I. Try, I still think I try harder than anybody. But I think he felt that I was just you know not taking it seriously something that he was really passionate about i wasn't taking seriously so we then didn't really have any kind of interaction until the first creators cup i think that was the first time si invited us all down there um for the first creators cup and we got drawn against each other in the first round and um this was the first time we had like a clearing the air chat i it was it was a similar like similar weekend to what i've already described where i wasn't really involved in any when the cameras are rolling, I'm the life and soul of the party. When the cameras are off, I'm sat in the corner on my phone, not yeah. knowing what to do because I don't do social stuff. Um, but because we were drawn against each other that weekend, I think that was the weekend where we went and had a burger together, just me and Ben. We went and had a burger at Giraffe at King's Cross Station on the way home, and we just went and had a little chat and um, cleared the air. I think that's the day I met Ellis as well. Away days, yeah. I think we I think we bumped into him in King's Cross as well. Um, But we had a little bit of a chat, cleared the air, and I thought, I mean, it went well, it was fine, but we still never really spoke. We didn't really speak again until the next time we were down at SI. And he says himself that over the course of a few of these trips down to SI, I started to come out of my shell a little bit more and started to get more involved in the group and more involved in the conversations. Um, But there's still been things from time to time, from time to time that I've done, that he doesn't necessarily agree with. And he's certainly not afraid to call me out on stuff. And sometimes we disagree. We have very different we have very different attitudes to how you do this job, I think. For Ben, I think Ben sees it far more of an art and a creative outlet, whereas I view it as a business. I think we're both approaching it from completely opposite mindsets, where my first thought is, what do I need to do to get the most views, make the most money, you know, be the biggest success I can be, whereas Ben approaches it from how can I create the best thing? And to me, I don't see that they necessarily have to contradict each other. I think we can kind of end up in the same place. And I think, but I, I, I've, I've not actually spoken to him about this, but I'm sure he'd agree. Some of the best stuff that either of us have created is the stuff that we've done together. Um, that first final of the Streamer Showdown was fantastic. Um, the Creators Cup stuff that we did—we we were joking about it before we hit record on the on the video. But me and Ben got far more views than anyone else involved in any of those Creator Cups. We were drawn against each other in the first round both times, and we always our content was the best every time. Um, the video me and Ben made together was better than any other videos anyone else made. Hmm. And, it, and it also got the most views. So I don't think they need to contr- contradict each other. Um, but, yeah, it was always like those little mini clashes of Kev's just in it for the money, Ben's in it for the love... so the community loves ben because he's doing it for the right reasons the community hates kev because he's doing it for the wrong reasons and i think it's taken the streamer showdown and getting to know each other properly to kind of get over that and realize that ben's not allergic to making a few quid and i want my videos to be good and yeah we might both have slightly different starting points and a different number one priority but if you look at our top 5 priorities, they're probably pretty similar to each other. They're just in a slightly different order. And yeah, I think I we're now at the point where I think we get along pretty well. Um we still haven't exchanged phone numbers or anything like that, you know. We're not I, I'm not texting him saying, "Hi Ben, how you doing?" We've we've I'm not, but then I'm not like that with anybody. No. There is nobody on earth that I do that to. So that's nothing to say that me and Ben have a difficult relationship because I don't I'm not like that at all. With even Anna doesn't get that out of me. Mm. You know, I am. I am not good at social stuff. But we, you know, we watched the Royal Rumble together this year. <laughs> we, um, we. There's even been a few times where we've had just Discord chats that haven't been related to the showdown. That hasn't got everyone else in. Where it's just us chatting about stuff, behind the scenes stuff. I mean, we are we are both in similar situations we're both dads we're both full-time content creators we're both working in this weird little niche of football manager where we're both kind of at the pinnacle of it you know we're we're we've reached the top of what we're doing and we're both i think i think it's fair to say we're both looking at what where you go from here i don't I, I think there's got to be next steps i don't think either of us would be satisfied with just being one of the biggest football manager creators for the next five years mm. um so yeah i think we've got a lot in common and we're finally learning that about each other after five years <laughs> so who knows who knows where things go but we, i mean we we do ultimately it took us a lot took a long road to get to but we do we do we get on we can we can sit and have a conversation for an hour now which we couldn't have done two years ago i don't think
1: and you talk about some of your best work and then also um having different brains so to speak or or different priorities in relation to ben being a bit more arty you being a bit more business like Mm. but you both pay that forward then because when you both came together for the content clinic which was Absolutely. So um, for those who don't know what the content clinic was, um, yourself, you put out a a tweet in relation to how people can assist themselves before asking for help. Um, And it turned into this major thing saying, you know, Lelujo hates everyone and and all that kind of stuff, which wasn't (laughs) the case at all. But then you took time out of your stream to, to create this clinic and you were only expecting it to be like, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so. But what ended up happening was Ben came along and it ended up being your whole stream. I think it was three and a half hours of of content Mm. clinic advice for future content creators. It goes to show, like, even though you have differing views, they can mesh, and or differing priorities, sorry. They can mesh and help the future generation. Is that something that you're aware of?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, me and Ben would both benefit from taking a little bit of what the other one does on board, because... Someone did, that American fella. I mean, <laughs> you try and convince me that that guy didn't know what he was doing from the start, but at the same time, he has the highest quality, the highest production quality of anybody as well. But his YouTube growth didn't happen accidentally. Uh, I mean, without doubt, he's had a plan and he knew what he was doing and he does know what he's doing. You only have to look at his metadata. You have to look at his, I mean, he's had he's had Dr. Benji and work the space in his tags from day zero. His plan has always been to, to feed off of them. So, you know, I think I, there's stuff about Ben that I need to learn from. and There's stuff about me that he could probably learn from. I think we both slowly, but surely get there. And, Together we'll eventually combine into this mega transformer style football manager creator <laughs> to fight off the evil that is Zealand. <laughs> that's that's the long-term goal. Reclaim football manager from Zealand before he hits be,
1: a million subscribers. You can both be like the Dragon Zord in it like in power ranges and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's <laughs> where we're heading towards. Very niche <laughs> reference there. Um if you were there, you were there. Um, so obviously doing this, um you have People have assisted you going forward and and you mentioned work the space and work the space mentioned about like, you know, knowing of you pretty early on. Is this something you try and do going forward in helping other people or new up and comes? Like, for instance, you don't have to do this with me and you've taken time out of your busy day, your busy schedule. You haven't even recorded your videos today because of circumstances at home. Is that something that you actively try and do if you feel like people are deserving of it or if they're committed to it? Like, what is your kind of remit in relation to paying it forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and again, uh, some of it is Mr. Generous paying it forward, you know, because Jack did help me out early on. I got a shout out on Jack's channel when I probably had about, 2,000 subscribers. He made me his manager of the month, which I think he only did three times. Yeah. Poor timing, Jack. He made me his first manager of the month and I got another 2,000 subscribers in 24 hours. It's still my biggest ever subscriber growth in a day on either channel. Mm-hmm. It was the day Jack gave me a shout out. Um, so I do remember that and look to pay that forward. Um, but at the same time, it benefits me because I mean, I, I remember saying fairly early on, I think two, three years ago, in my, in my um, Kev speech on Christmas Day that I do every year, I set a challenge where I wanted there to be, I think it was, I, I was we were looking for 20 FM creators with more than 10,000 subscribers. That was the goal that I set then and basically said, and I will help, help you get there.
1: Mm.
0: I urge you to send me your 100th video. Don't send me your first video because your first video is rubbish. And There's nothing I can say on your first video to help you that you can't say yourself because my feedback on your first video, I can do it now. Generic feedback on everybody's first video. Um, Your audio's rubbish. Your camera's rubbish. um, You're not very good at talking to camera yet. You don't seem natural. You look really nervous um, and it's boring and it's too long and it's not very well edited. That's everybody's feedback on their first video because that's what mine was like. it's what everybody's was like. But if you take the time to make 100 videos... And you try and make every one of those videos the best video you've ever made and then send me your 100th video i will always give feedback on those 100 videos to help you push on to the next level whether that might be a slight change to how you're editing the slight change to how you're presenting your content um a tip about how your thumbnails could be improved whatever it might be i will try and help everybody and i don't keep anything back i'm not you know i think i've i think i've showed in this interview that i'm not you know i will just tell you everything at knowing part part of it is knowing that i can give you every secret i've got and most people won't act on it so it doesn't matter anyway there's no danger um but if you do get the odd person who's smart enough to act on it um that's a good thing because all ships float in a rising tide if if football manager had 30 people with quarter of a million subscribers I'm going to be loaded because I'm going to be one of those thirty. I'm probably going to be in either, I'm probably going to be the one with half a million, or one of the ones with half a million. If there's thirty with quarter of a million, I'm going to be a whole lot closer to a million than I am now, because I'm I'm definitely going up with them. So I I want Football Manager to become the next FIFA. I want it to explode. FIFA didn't become this all dominant, mega ridiculous thing on YouTube because it's a brilliant game. FIFA did that because there was a a whole bunch of very talented content creators who helped each other grow. Um, And the content is what made it explode. And Football Manager is so close. It's felt for like two years like we're right on the edge of an explosion. And we just need the game itself to give us that little bit of extra. They just need to make it that little bit easier for us to collaborate. Yeah. And as soon as we can get to the point where collaboration is as easy as single player, football manager explodes. And I want us to be ready for the explosion because it benefits me. Like um, Tom FM's an example of someone who took up that challenge years ago. He sent me a message a little, like six months ago, um, I think, or whenever it was that he hit 10,000 subscribers, just saying, if I did it. I, um, I was one of the ones who took up the challenge to get to 10,000 subscribers. There you go here I am got my got my ten thousand subscribers, which I thought was really cool yeah. um, I know there's I know there's other people there 's names that I recognize who've been in my chat for years, who have then emerged in the streamer showdown. Clates has been a subscriber of mine for about a year, yeah. long before I knew he was through the showdown breezy 's been around for years in my chat um, pumpster who's lurking around the edges of getting into the showdown, I imagine at this point um people like that who've just been around for a long, long time and it's awesome. Seeing Breezy there in the in the lowdown is really cool because a year ago he was just in my chat and now he's, in, now he's on the lowdown. That's really cool and if, if we get to the point where we're a few years down the line and he's got 100,000 subscribers, then I'm pretty confident that he's going to remember being in my chat five years previously and... It's then someone else for me to collaborate with. I'm not stuck with Ben and Jack and all this lot. When we want to do when we want to do some collaborations, there's more people for us to work with. Yeah. Um, the audience grows. I mean, Football Manager, for as long as I remember, has been one of the most played games on Steam. Forever, it's been like I remember seeing the statistic. I don't know if it's still the case. It might even be better than this now. But there was a time when it, I think it was the third most played game on Steam. Um, Football Manager is a massive, massive game, but as content, it's still really small. You know, we talk about having bigger content creators. If you take me or Ben or Jack or Zealand and put us into any other game that has half the number of players that Football Manager has, we are minute little minnows who no one has it. You know, we're we're nothing. You put us in FIFA, we're nothing. You put us in Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever the current flavor of the month is. We are nothing. We've got a hundred thousand subscribers. That's nothing. You put out one good compilation in Fortnite and you get a hundred thousand subscribers. Mm. You know? And it's taken us five or more years to get to this point. We feel like we're we're big time because we're we're big fish in a small pond. Mm. But I'd love to be a medium-sized pit fish in a massive pond. Cause that feels like that's a more sustainable long-term business.
1: Do you feel like, because I, I personally do, do you feel like collaboration is the way forward in relation to growth for Football
0: Manager? Absolutely. It's, and it's not just for Football Manager, it's for anything in, in content creation. Collaboration is how you grow a, a brand. It's how you grow in content creation. And it's, it's something that I have been very bad at Throughout the entire time that I've been creating content, um, I've never I've never really done any collaborations, really, on either of my channels. Um, the fact that my big collaborations are all on Twitch, which is my smallest part of my business, whatever way you look at it. Lowest number of followers, lowest views, lowest income. But that's where I do all of the collaborations. Um it, it's yeah we need we need a we need a i don't even know what you'd call it on youtube we need a streamer showdown on youtube <laughs> but it wouldn't work on youtube that's the thing someone needs to have the idea and it's not going to be me because i'm too busy to have ideas these days uh, but someone needs to have the idea of how we replicate that success we've had there with streaming and bring that into pre-recorded content and then it explodes on youtube um yeah, collaboration is key. It's it's the only way. Uh, we especially because of how scumbags like me have dominated the keywords now. Because mm. back when I started, I've already explained how when I started, I just found a niche keyword within Football Manager, used that to get authority, which then gave me the the main keyword. I just it was such it was such a simple SEO coup. Um, but no one can do it now because I'm in their way and Zealand's in their way. And bends yeah. in their way, so you can't do that now. You can't get on the front as a new creator. You can't get on the front page of search for Football Manager. Um, whereas I did, R- within weeks of starting, I was on the front page of search for Football Manager. You can't do that now. So the only way for smaller creators to grow now, because it's a more crowded, um, a more crowded marketplace, is it's got to be through collaboration. And Clates is a fantastic example of that because Clates yeah. a year ago. I mean I don't even know his numbers but it feels like Clates has come from nowhere um and become a key part of the community um, even though a year ago he was probably streaming to I don't know 10 people mm. I I don't know the numbers but it feels like it would be low because I didn't know of him as a creator a year ago I didn't I'd barely heard of Zealand a year ago he's come. he's come from nowhere um, and, again, it's largely through collaboration that these people have made the... Uh, I mean, Zealand got collaboration down to a, a fine art by collaborating with FM Base. I mean, Zealand doesn't do what Zealand did if his channel's not called FM Base when he was doing it.
1: Mm.
0: And, you know, that's, that's a perfect example of a collaboration being used to grow a channel. FM Scout have done the same thing with their YouTube channel. If you're an up-and-coming creator... <laughs> Go and find an established name within the FM community that's not making YouTube videos at the moment. See if they'll let you do what Zealand did. Why not? What
1: have you got to lose? I mean, all I'm saying is if if you want to do a a, a network save, the, the, the two oldest men in the community, me
0: and you, (laughs) um, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> hang, hang about, hang about. Curtie's <laughs> older than both of us. I won't have that. I'm not old. Loki's older than all three of us. There's older people than me. I'm still a young whippersnapper. I I'm didn't just, know Curtie you... was older than us. Yeah, Curtie's. I think Curtie's a year older than me.
1: I did not know. I'm like, okay, I'm happy. I'll take. i t- t- Yeah, t- t- I
0: wasn't. E- I wasn't even the oldest person in the showdown on this most recent one. See,
1: That's well, why there were I no thought... old
0: jokes because Curtie was there. Wow. I did not know that. I thought Kurti was younger than both of us. Well, he's
1: got a good moisturiser. I was going to, <laughs> Kurti, if you're watching this, you've got a great moisturiser. Share, share it. Yeah, we need
0: um... your skincare routine, Kurti. <laughs> he's he's back on YouTube recently. I want uh, I want a get ready with me with Kurti on his YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, I mean, what are we? An hour in, hour and a half into this. If you're still watching, Kurti, I expect to see the get ready with me video in the next week.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, Kev, um, what are your future plans then in relation to your content creation?
0: <sighs> yeah, future plans. It's um, it's weird because for the last year I've kind of just been treading water,
1: mm.
0: because the, the pandemic has kind of put a put a, a big slowdown on everything. If you look at where things were going just before the pandemic hit my answer would be very different then to where it is now and now i kind of have to wait and see what the landscape is going to be like post pandemic to see where we end up but before the pandemic hit, i was i mean i would have been at vidcon in california last summer if it had happened but it didn't happen um i'd done i'd done the first ever neurodiversity panel at a major comic-con when we took our neurodiversity panel to london comic-con We'd done the panel at EGX. Um, We'd done it at Summer in the City. Uh, We, you know, I was really branching out into speaking more. Um, I'd been doing more and more mainstream media. Um, I've done work with the BBC, with ITV, um, a couple of weird obscure Sky channels. I've done stuff, little bits and pieces of radio work. Um, And that was where we were heading. And then everything stopped. Mm. And all of that has dried up completely to the point where it's going to have to be rebooted and started again when everything is back to normal. Um, and I don't know how easy it is to go back down that route when I've already been part way down it before. Um, and But because I wasn't far enough down it to write my name on the wall. Like Summer in the City is an example. People keep saying to me, because that's been announced for August, I keep getting asked, am I at somewhere in the city this year? Knowing that last time I was there as a guest. I had my mm. guest badge. And I'm like, well, they've not been in touch. So probably probably not, because they've not asked me. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna buy a ticket and go because without wanting to sound like a big time wang, I can't walk around a place like that without constantly getting stopped. Yeah. So for me to go somewhere like that, I need to be able to go backstage and just decompress a little bit every couple of hours. And if there's no backstage, I'm not going to go to the event. So if places aren't inviting me, then it's much harder to, you know, it's much harder to get myself back onto the panels and get myself back speaking. So um, maybe that door is, is shut temporarily and we focus back in a little bit more on the YouTube and the Twitch. It's one of the reasons why I've brought back the vlog because I need something that's not football manager just to flex my creative muscles a little bit because football manager is like making football manager content. is like muscle memory for me at this point. Um, I've got all of the, uh, people say how uh, uh, editing videos, my videos aren't really edited. I do all my editing in camera. Yeah. Um, if I make a mistake, I'll just pause the recording and start again so I then not know to cut out the mistake. And that happens maybe once a month. It doesn't happen often anymore because it's... Ju- I've done it every day for five years. I can record yeah. a Football Manager video without... I mean, you could give me a save that I've never seen before, give me no clue about what's going on in the save, tell me you want 20 minutes on it, and I'll do a 20-minute video and it'll be my save and it'll be my video and there won't be a mistake and it won't need editing because i can do that now um which is fine but it is very very routine and doesn't give me that chance i know there'll come a point where i'm bored with that so i need to have something to that i can then just pivot off into when the boredom hits and do something a little bit different because ultimately that football manager content is what is paying my bills i can't afford to get bored of it and not want to do it anymore Because then what I've got to go and get a real job. Because if I'm not doing that, I don't earn enough on Twitch to pay my bills. I don't earn enough from the vlog to pay my bills. My bills are paid by my Football Manager YouTube videos. So Mm -hmm. I've got to find a way to keep my brain active doing other stuff so that that doesn't become dull. Um, I know there's a school of thought that I could maybe mix that content up a little bit and do something a little bit different. But... then comes back to that fear of yeah but people don't want different i've tried mixing stuff up before i've tried going and doing unusual saves and unusual leagues and they don't get the views i've tried doing non-let's play content and people don't really want that from me i'm the let's play guy um so for as long as that is it's almost we talk a lot about getting out of the rat race and becoming self-employed it's almost like that's a new rat race for me i know that every day i need to put out two youtube videos about football manager series because that's that's my day job and then i need other stuff to to have as my side hustle to keep my brain active so as far as content goes i imagine you're going to see daily football manager content for a long long time to come I expect the mix between that and streaming and other stuff will change yeah. because the doctors are telling me I need to stop working as much as I work. Um, I've had my recent health scare, um, which is, I mean, its I say I've had it. I'm still kind of in the middle of it. I'm sat in limbo at the moment waiting for a doctor's appointment. Mm. Um, the outcome of that could be being really told to cut down even more than I already am trying to, so realistically i think long term i probably go down to one video a day maybe even five a week just do that just do those on weekdays maybe do something a little bit different that's football manager related at the weekend i experimented around the launch of fm21 with um tutorials and guides which i've never really done before and they went down quite well um i'm not sure i could string that out over an entire year because there's only so much you can do guides about unless you're zealand yeah I don't know what half of his must be about at this point. Um, Maybe I'll watch one day. Um, (laughs) So maybe we'll go down to five Let's Play videos a week, a tutorial-type thing at the weekend, vlogs maybe three or four days a week, streaming maybe two or three days a week. And what I really need to do is find a way to fit it into a nine-to-five Monday to Friday. Yeah. Which is so much easier said than done, and I don't even know if I'd like doing it because I've not ever really done that. Um, even when I used to have a normal nine to five, I then had the content creation stuff to do in the evenings and the weekends. So I'm not entirely sure what I'd do with my evenings and weekends if I had them. Um, maybe I need to learn this relax thing that people keep telling me I need to do. But the, the I don't issue know.
1: with that is switching off as well, isn't it? Because yeah. ultimately, you're used to thinking. I imagine you're used to thinking about this nonstop. Oh yeah, so it's if from the moment I wake to up five, to the moment I go to bed. This is yeah. what I
0: do. So I, I carve out pockets. Five, it's, yeah, it's,
1: it's difficult to switch off from five till nine or, or ten, for instance, when you're thinking. Yeah,
0: exactly. And uh, little things like, well, when would I stream? Then I stream in the evenings, so immediately mm. I can't do a nine to five. My videos come out at four pm. What am I going to do? Stop looking at comments at five o'clock? Yeah. Well, that's not very. That's not very interactive. That doesn't foster a community, does it? So I don't think it's realistic to do this job nine to five. So that then makes me think, well, how much longer am I going to be able to do it for? Because I am 38. You don't have a lot of YouTubers in their 40s and 50s. So how much shelf life have I got as a content creator working in gaming? And it's part of it is, obviously, I'm the first generation. We're the first generation, um, really, coming through and testing the water for this. So it might be, that uh, I'm the guy who blazes the trail for people making Football Manager videos in their 60s and I just don't know it yet. You know, maybe my audience will grow old with me and it'll be fine and I'll be able to keep doing it for the rest of my life. I suspect that's not the case. I suspect I've got a shelf life. I don't know what it is. Uh, but my um, my kind of offline plan for the future is more than half of what I earn say goes into savings and investments. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, People joke about me being the richest man in FM. Uh, You know, I don't think I am. Um, But I'm certainly not the highest paid man in FM. But I am hoarding money. It's one of the reasons why I'm trying to collect, trying to earn as much of it as I can, because similar to, I guess, the career of a footballer, you know you have a limited lifespan and then you've got to find a way to fund the rest of your life. Well, I'm, I'm now looking at this thinking... I've spent my entire working life trying to get to the point where I don't have to answer to a boss. I don't ever want to go back to answering to a boss now because it would destroy me. I've loved not having to do that. It's been brilliant. So I've, I've got a figure of money in my mind that I need to get to to then be comfortable knowing that I could live off that for the rest of my life. So my job now is to try and accumulate that amount of money before... I outstay my welcome making content. So if I do a big brand deal, the money goes in that pot. Um, I live relatively frugally um, and anything left over is saved. And I don't live... I mean, people have seen the What I Earned Last Year video that Mm. I put on the vlog channel, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm still living the same lifestyle I lived when I was earning 35 grand a year as a teacher, because everything on top of that is being squirrelled away for future Kev so that future Kev isn't left cursing this version of me because he has to go back and work as a teacher when he's 50 having spent 10 years sat in his office making football manager videos and i think that's probably a generous outlook if i'm still if i make it till i'm 50 doing this as a job that'd be like 15 years you know, I mean, I know you can't because there hasn't been anyone yet, but content creators who've gone 15 years, it just even the ones who could have got close by now because they started in the mid-2000s, they've all moved on to something else or just stopped. Who is there still making content regularly now who was making content in 2007, 2008? It, you have a shelf life.
1: Mm.
0: So I need to figure out what 's next and that's I mean, the big that 's the big question isn't it
1: I mean just start your hair and put your age back ten years
0: <laughs>
1: I know I might do <laughs> i'll have to remove the eighty three and move it to ninety three
0: <laughs> yeah, see that's why i didn't ever want a year in my name because at least I can tell people, I'm, I'm 26. I've just had a hard life. I've got the opposite of Curti's skincare routine.
1: <laughs> well, I, I can just say, actually, I, I don't know what, but I would say 83 is for something else. It's symbolic, I don't know. It's my favourite number. <laughs> That's how, it's how many years it is until the 100th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that, I like that. I mean, I am like a 17-year-old, to be fair. Um, um, so we're coming to the end now, but um, I think one of the questions I really want to ask you, and I think people would really want to know from you, having been you know, at this top level of content creation for the last five years or so, if there's one piece of advice you could give to future content creators or people who are currently content creating, what
0: would it be? Don't give up. Because I think I'm, I'm a firm believer that you only fail when you give up at something. So a lot of people come into this thinking it's going to be something that's really quick and easy and they see all these supposed overnight successes, um, yeah. not realising just how much work has gone into becoming an overnight success. We've talked about a lot of names in this, in this uh, video already, but like Zeeland, as an example, who looks like he's exploded from nowhere in the last year, has been training and working as a broadcaster for 10 years so, you know, you know, and he was streaming for, what, three or four years? Mm. That's not overnight. I produced, I made my first podcast in 2009. It's now, that's 12 years ago that I started creating content based on, that was even remotely close to what I'm doing now. By the time I started my channel in 2015, I already had 1,000 subscribers before my first video because I had I'd built up an audience doing something else. So I had a head start. That's why it looked like an overnight success, because I've spent six years building up the overnight success. Ben's been doing YouTube. I mean, I said, who's still around from 2007, 2008? Ben. Ben was around back then. Um, it's just that his football manager stuff didn't come until a little bit later, but he's been making content for 10-plus years. Jack's been around for, like, 10 years. The, none of us got where we are now by starting streaming or starting making videos and then like three months later we're in the streamer showdown or we've got a 100,000 subscribers or whatever it might be. And I think too many people go into it thinking they're going to make loads of money straight away or get loads of viewers straight away. And that's just not how it works. You've got to pay your dues like everybody does. You've got to put your time in Um, I'm a firm believer in Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. To become an expert at something, you need to invest 10,000 hours into it. I did the maths on it once. I'm about 25,000 hours into making YouTube content now. So I'm an expert two and a half times over. But these things take time. So if you're interested in doing it, by all means, start. If you enjoy doing it, by all means, carry on. But no... It's going to take a long, long, long time before A, you're any good at it and B, anyone cares that you're doing it. Don't be sending people your, th- your third video asking for a retweet or asking for feedback on it because like I was saying before, it's going to be rubbish. Commit to making 100 videos or doing 100 streams and commit to making each one better than the one before. Watch your content back. It baffles me the amount of people who don't watch their own content back. If you're not watching your content, how can you expect someone else to watch it it's and it's it is a really great way to work out what's good and what's bad about your content. I know we all find ourselves a little bit cringy, believe it or not, you do feel that less as time goes on. I'm at the point now where my voice doesn't even sound weird when I hear it back yeah. i've guess i I guess I've trained my brain to hear my voice the same way through headphones as it does normally, which is a weird thing yeah. um, but if you're watching a video. If you're watching back one of your own videos and you're tempted to skip a bit because what you're watching is boring, don't just skip it because... I mean, what is that telling you? That section of your video is a bit boring. If you can't even bear to watch it back and yeah, you yeah. thought it was interesting enough to say, cut it out. Don't do that next time. If, you, if a part really makes you cringe, is it really making you cringe because it's hilarious? and other people will find it funny, or is it really making you cringe because it's awful? Why are you cringing? Watch mm. your own stuff back, improve on it, make it better. And then once you have got your content as good as you can make it, once you can watch back one of your videos in full and say, yeah, this is really good. I'm really happy with this. This is good. That's the point to send it out to any of the content creators that you enjoy watching and say, what do you think? What, what would you do differently? what you know and if they if they say no it's really good you don't even have to ask for them to push you out at that point because if we find stuff that's good we'll retweet it i remember stumbling across the josh peach video when he'd made about four videos on his youtube channel Mm. and i remember i dm'd him at the time to say yours are the best first videos anyone's ever made stop messing around on twitch and do youtube videos Um, And I actually told him, because he was I think he was streaming like five times a week and barely doing YouTube videos. And I told him at the time to pack that nonsense in. He he can stream a couple of times a week if he wants as a hobby, but his talent is YouTube videos. That's what he should be doing, because he's making better videos than any of the rest of us are. His videos are better than my videos. He's just not doing enough of them. And we will reach out if we find someone who's good. Um, So yeah, just make your stuff as good as it can possibly be. Don't don't settle for good enough being good enough because it's probably not not anymore. When I started out, I could get away with recording in QuickTime on a MacBook Air with no face cam on a dodgy microphone and still got views. You do that now, you ain't getting views yeah. because the world has moved on. People, everyone's got a Go XLR and a DSLR camera, and you know bells and whistles all over. It doesn't mean you have to have that that stuff to start. Nobody's expecting you to go out and spend 15 grand on a setup to start you off. But you need to make the most of what you've got and make your content the best it can be and then ask for help and see where you go from there. But most people, and this is a really frustrating thing that you see, you get people who, and I get people who've got real lives and... Um, social lives and work lives and families and all that kind of stuff. But the amount of people who'll come along and stream every day or make videos every day for a couple of months and then they just disappear. And then they reappear again six months down the line and they'll do it again for a bit. And then five years later, they're there wondering why they're not growing. It's because you keep stopping. There's people around now who I still see tweeting about how slow their growth has been who were around before I started or very similar start times to me and they're baffled about why they're not growing and it's because they're just not getting on with it. I've, I've done daily videos for nearly six years. Mm. That's, that's how you grow. You just get on with it and you try and make every video better than you have done before. If you compare my content now to my content a year ago, there's a big difference and that's five years in. But I've got better cameras, I've got better audio, I've got better at uh, telling, at storytelling. I'm making, I'm still trying to make every video the best one I've ever made now, five years later. And you get people who are much earlier in the process than I am, who just seem happy to put out any old dross and then expect the success and get bitter about not getting it. And it's like, well, what do you expect? You're not even trying. It's not. There's no shame in trying. I think some people don't like to try because they're afraid to fail. But yeah. You only fail when you give up. So just keep trying and then you can't fail. It's all mindset. I love
1: that. I love that. Cheers, Kev. Um, Kev, where can we find you on your socials?
0: Everywhere as Lelujo. Apart from TikTok, where I'm Mr. Kevin Chapman. Uh, but yeah, just if you search Lelujo, you'll find me, whether it's my eHarmony profile <laughs> or whatever else it might be but I'm on YouTube I'm on Twitch I'm on Twitter I'm on Instagram you know I'm everywhere you'll find me I'm not on Facebook I do have Facebook I've got the I can I have the name camped on but I haven't logged into Facebook in about two years so by all means follow me on Facebook but don't expect much interaction from me no. we'll, there is a bot on there that'll ask you every Friday what you're doing for the weekend I promise you that's not me I haven't logged in <laughs>
1: Oh, brilliant Kev thank you so much um, you're somebody who I've wanted to have on the show for a long time um, obviously um, I-, I think it was Dr Benji that kind of helped put us together me being in the Streaming Showdown account never heard of him <laughs> sorry the Streaming Showdown Discord that, can't that stand that man to... <laughs> I love that I love that um, but yeah thank you so much is there anything else you want to say to the viewers before
0: um, before I wrap up um no, I don't think so. I think I've, I've, I've waffled enough. You told me this was going to be an hour. This has been two hours, Diz. <laughs> no, you no, talk I, too I, much, I, clearly. I, I said about an hour and a half. I, I, I said we'll, we'll cut it about an hour and a half. But
1: no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, thank you so much, um, viewers. I hope you enjoy the show. Lelujo Lelujo has now been on the scouting centre. He has been fully scouted. Um, I started to. Get, I think I gave a rating to one person. I think it was Matt. Second yellow card. I never went. I never. Cool. I never followed through because that was me. a low rating. <laughs> Who am I to make? But you guys can do that. Please make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. and Let me know who else you want on future episodes of the Scouting Center. I hope you've all enjoyed yourself. Um, can say bye to the viewers. Goodbye to the viewers. Take care, see you soon, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Scouting Center. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, because it's weird, because like you you literally do. So you do two videos on your YouTube. You obviously stream you then do your sorry the vlog as well so the fm youtube yep. and then you do the vlog as well and then you do the podcast day podcast. today as
0: well yeah it's <laughs> podcast day today Look, um, you are the
1: busiest man in the community they're called the richest man in the community but they should just slash that richest with busiest.
0: yeah hardest working is how we yeah it's how we describe it i'll outwork anybody uh christian cage stole my t-shirt idea i do literally outwork everybody and that's always been the thing <laughs> yeah absolutely. right